Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to the Daily Compliance News. The Daily Compliance News is an offering of the Compliance Podcast Network. June 3, 2019, the More Lessons from Boeing edition. First up, in a stunning front page above the fold article in the Sunday New York Times, it details how a series of missteps by Boeing led to the 737 MAX disaster. It is, of course, never one thing, and one might even say that there may have not been intentional conduct, but clearly a series of missteps by Boeing made the system riskier and more aggressive, excuse me, more uh, dangerous to fly. These missteps included the siloing of information, the siloing of people, the siloing of trainers, the desire to cut corners, the desire to cut costs, the desire to get to market without full testing, the desire to, and a series of other missteps. It's a fascinating article and uh, one very lengthy one, uh, typical of uh, great New York Times journalism. Next up, a troubling case about an Argentinian tennis player who blew the whistle on match fi- max uh, fixing in professional tennis. One Marco Trundiletti, I'm sorry I pictured his name, uh, but he has become a pariah inside of tennis. And uh, this really speaks to the um, uh, ostrich culture of tennis, which says, if you see something, don't say something. But equally interesting, I found, were the uh, rumors, whether intentionally released or otherwise, that when the whistleblower came forward to the Tennis Integrity Unit, to provide the information, uh, many people thought it was because he uh, had either engaged in match fixing himself and was looking for some uh, uh, reduction in uh, fine or penalty or, or suspension, or that they had something else on him. And the tennis integrity unit has refused to come forward uh, to deny these allegations. So it uh, really speaks to uh, the responsibility of those who receive the information from whistleblowers. Uh, to make sure that they are not retaliated against. Uh, Next up, in an article in the Financial Times by Robert Armstrong on his On Wall Street column, he reports about Jamie Dimon advice for Wells Fargo and Jamie Dimon's criticism of Wells Fargo for its um, not having a succession plan in place. Uh, recently, the head of, not no longer recently, but back in March, Tim Sloan resigned without having a replacement lined up. And Diamond was very critical of that. He pointed out that no organization should uh, lack to have a succession plan in place. So uh, once again, Wells Fargo comes in for some uh, criticism from a different sort or a different side. And finally, uh, the United Kingdom has issued three more uh, anti-corruption orders, uh, un, rather unexplained wealth orders for three homes in London of up to $80 million. Uh, these froze fro- froze the ownership of these three homes, and the uh, UK government seems intent upon using these unexplained wealth orders going forward. All I can say is well done. I'm extraordinarily pleased to announce the latest offering in the Compliance Podcast Network, which is Trekking Through Compliance, where I take a 79-episode exploration of the original series, TOS, 
mining it for compliance lessons learned and a lot of fun facts and a synopsis of each episode. I hope you'll join me daily for Trekking Through Compliance. It will be available on Standard Channel's Megaphone, JD Supra, FCPA Compliance Report, the Compliance Podcast Network, Spotify, and a host of others. Finally, I'm pleased to note that I am now part of the C-Suite Radio Network, so check out one of the podcasts on C-Suite Radio.